0: Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. I got a question for all of us. How many of you would like to learn how to worry even more? Or how many would you like to to feel like your life would just improve simply because you could worry? You know, of course, the answer is no. But because obviously, because when you put it that way, it just sounds kind of silly. Yet we all, for honest, either we have or we currently are struggling with worry. You know, the English word worry comes from an old German word, and it means to strangle or to choke. And the Greek word for the word worry is marizo. And it means to literally to, to divide, to rip, to tear. To tear it apart. You know, the truth is when we're full of worry, we are divided, we are separated, we are torn apart from being close. To God. Sometimes when people worry, they say that they're just really concerned. But there's a clear difference between being concerned and being worried. Being concerned about something means that you have an interest in or that you want to give attention to something. Now, to worry is much different, it's more that your worry is about being uneasy. And that there, well, it's accompanied by an anxiousness, even a fearful heart. Worry. Worry can become even worse as it can lead to being distressed, distraught, and even tormented. Concern, on the other hand, can, if not paid attention to, it could literally mutate into worry itself. And we can fall and fail to trust God in all things because we went from concern to worry. Which is what this whole message is all about today. Some are calling the current day and age that we live in as the age of anxiety. Where people smile less. Where people are more apprehensive where people are less trusting and where there's more alienation and isolation and where people are being diagnosed with, well, nervous anxiety and nervous breakdowns, high blood pressure, heart disease and ulcers, doctors are prescribing more and more anxiety meds than before. And it's proven medically as a medical fact, that the cause of all these diagnoses can be all traced back to anxiety and worry. Historians point out that there have been few times in all of history when man has been subject, slave I would say, to so much fear and uncertainty. Political freedom is a precious thing. But political freedom alone cannot give us the kind of world that we're longing for. And many say that, well, what we really need is not only political freedom, but political freedom along with education. And that'll be the trick. Yet we're the most informed people in the history of civilization. And yet we are also the most confused. Society is crammed with knowledge. And yet our hearts, as a society, are empty. There are actually some Christian denominations today who are so full of anxiety and worry that they are willing to give up some of the teachings of the Word of God, of the Word of Jesus, in order to not become a target or of the political groups out there or be or canceled as such because they feel threatened by the current political social climate there's a lot of anxiety and worry out there folks and believe me there are enough people out there who will offer you all the free advice that you want on worry and they'll tell you don't worry be happy Or don't worry about it. Just think positive. Don't worry about it. Just bite the bullet on this one. Hey, don't worry about it. It'll get better. Maybe. Hey, don't worry about it. Just have another drink. Just have another hit. Just have another smoke. Just pop another pill. Hey, don't worry about it. Just go see the therapist. Hey, don't worry about it. It'll be over soon. be honest with you. It's not very helpful advice, is it? There once was a man who uh, he used to worry about everything. And one day his friend noticed that he had stopped worrying and that all of the anxiety seemed to have gone away. So the friend asked him, Hey man, how did you overcome all that anxiety and worry in your life? The man replied, guess what I did? I hired me a professional worrier. And he does all the worrying for me. Wow, that must be great. Hey, how much does something like that cost? He says it's $1,000 a week. $1,000 a week? You don't have that kind of money. What are you going to do? He says, not my problem. That's why I pay him to do all my worrying for me. (laughs) You know, maybe you're a person who worries. Maybe you're a person who worry is only about certain things and not other things well newsflash there's no such thing as a professional worrier for hire you know the truth is is we all instinctively know that worrying will not fix whatever we're worrying about but we still struggle with worry why Well, one reason may be because we live in a real world with real sin. And a lot of sin in this world. And because of sin in the world, bad things happen. People will get sick. Cars will break down. There will be wars. There will be forces of nature that cause things to happen, like storms and earthquakes and tornadoes. No, I'm not trying to be fatalistic, folks. Nor am I trying to say that what will happen will happen, so there's nothing we can do about it. You know, another reason people worry is our future can be uncertain. And that's a big reason why some people worry. We can worry because we don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow or next week or next year. Another reason we worry is because we instinctively know we really are not in control. We worry because we can do all that we can do, and yet it's still not enough. We're not in control. Now, I would hate to leave you at this point in the sermon without giving you some good news. The good news is that we don't have to worry. God has given us an antidote for worry. It's found here in Matthew chapter 6. This is the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5, 6, and 7. So we're right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount message from Jesus. And it says here, chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work at work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Well, let's look at three simple points, three simple truths about worry. Number one, we need to recognize in our heart And I really mean this. I want to emphasize this has to be something that we believe in our heart, in our soul, in our gut, in the marrow of our bone. We need to recognize worry accomplishes nothing. As a matter of fact, worrying has the complete opposite effect of what we actually desire. If you are worried about getting sick, Literally, worry suppresses the immune system and makes it more likely that you will get sick. If you're worried about losing your job, do you realize that worry will actually cause you to not perform at your top level? It says in Proverbs twelve twenty five, worry weighs a person down. Well, according to... Uh, WebMD.com, chronic worrying affects your daily life so much that it interferes with your appetite, lifestyle habits, relationships, sleep, and job performance. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle habits. The physical symptoms of excessive worrying are difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, muscle aches, nausea, nervous energy, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, sweating, trembling, and twitching. And the more serious consequences of being worried are suppression of the immune system, Digestive disorders, muscle tension, short-term memory loss, premature coronary artery disease, and heart attack. Well, worrying about things is like sitting in a rocking chair. There's a lot of energy being expelled, being expended, but there's absolutely no forward progress. Let's look at number two. We need to understand, again, in our heart, right? We need to understand that God cares about us. I don't care who you are or what you've done. You matter to God. God is with us and God is for us. God did not just create the world and then sit back in His lazy boy chair and say, give me the popcorn and a cook. I'm going to watch this. It's not God. God is personally concerned about you and each one of His children. Jesus uses the birds of the air to drive home this point. Matthew 6, 26, 27. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns or have bank accounts or retirement or social security or IRAs, or CDs or the like. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Feeds the birds. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? To your life, Marvin? To your life? Again, how much does God care for us? Well, His Word tells us. Let's look at Matthew 10. Start at verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Wow. He actually knows all, each hair actually has a number to God. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. And then in Psalm 139, 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. that tells us how much God cares for us is found in probably the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16. Why don't you say it with me? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. Each of you. And those who people that you love and that you care and even the ones you don't well here's number three we need again in our heart right in our heart to put first things first we can worry because we care too much about the wrong things I'm worried. Why? Because I'm worried about the wrong things. Our priorities are all out of order. We worry about what we're going to eat, but we don't care about how we're going to serve others with the life that that nutrition makes possible in our body. We worry about what we're going to wear, but but are we concerned about how we're going to worship God with the bodies that we put the clothes on? We worry about living to a ripe old age. But do we care about what happens after our earthly bodies give up and we are faced with eternity? When we put God's agenda first, then He gives us the right perspective toward life. And He gives us the strength to face life without worry is there anything that can be more important than our families our friends and our jobs well now of course there are things that we look at in life our families our friends our jobs and those things are important but there is something that is absolutely much more important that is actually first As in, first things first. Jesus stated in Matthew 6.33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Our primary concern should be knowing and serving God. It should be learning all we can about Him, His Son, the Holy Spirit, His kingdom, It should be living in His righteousness. Seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness involves having a continual hunger for knowing God and wanting to be just like Jesus. See, a true believer is never content where they are with their walk with God. They're not satisfied. They want more. There are some believers who just get this part wrong. They say things like, I believe I love God and I know all the Bible stories. I don't need church. Or I know I'm going to heaven and God knows my heart and that's enough. What they're saying is that they are satisfied. They're content in being halfway in and halfway out when it comes to the relationship with God. But listen, a true follower of Jesus is never content with where they're at in the relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Being in a truly daily relationship with God is not to be confused with some kind of community social thing. Or some kind of cultural mandate by your your family or by your your community. The guys in the Old Testament, like Noah and Abraham, they viewed being in relationship as being something personal, as being something real. a, A privilege and an honor. Not some personal preference or option like picking your favorite ice cream flavor. When, when we're constantly growing in our relationship with Jesus, that as our top priority, then the strong relationship, catch this, that strong relationship that you have with Jesus, it literally crushes anxiety that wants to find a place in your heart. Worry can find no place to attach its talents onto your heart when your heart is full of Jesus. This is what Paul says, Philippians 4, 6. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Do, Do you not catch this? He says, don't worry about anything. Pray. What's he trying to say? Have a strong relationship with God. The stronger your relationship with God takes worry and literally strangles it. It has no power over you. When we're seeking God first, we are trusting in His power rather than trusting in ourselves. We are trusting in His wisdom rather than in our own. When we are anxious and worry about our problems, we are basically saying that, God, you don't have what it takes. You can't do this. That God's not strong enough. Or even worse, God, you just don't care. See, the weaker our relationship with God the stronger our anxiety and worry will be in our life. The stronger our daily relationship with God is, the weaker our anxiety and our worry will be. We need, with intentionality, to trust and to seek God first, seek His kingdom and His righteousness And just let God be God. I pray that you will choose to make your daily relationship with God, with Jesus, the strongest priority, the number one priority of your daily life. Father, I just pray for everybody who's watching here. Maybe they're struggling with worry or anxiety. And may they reach out to you today to give their heart, to give their fears, to say, I need the Word of God. I need to pray. I need to worship. I need to make Him first in my life. And those other important things, my spouse, my children, my family, my job, guess what? You'll take care of all of that. But first things first, Jesus. Father, bless your people, I pray. In the name that is above every name, that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. In his name, amen. God bless. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.